I'm ready to rock. Oh, we're live. We are live and we are talking about all things in the podcast industry. But why don't we talk about a two minute pitch right oh, here, right now, Pod Max Live. Welcome to the Podmax Podcast. And just like that, Josh, at the drop of a hat, would you be ready if I asked you to pitch what we do in two minutes? I'd have to be ready. As they say, I was born ready. I hate that phrase. But, um, you know, sometimes you just have to dive in and do do something you have to take that first step i think is what we're uh, unraveling here yeah i mean often people do not think about their business and what they're doing in a distilled succinct fashion where you can explain to someone what it is you do and why you do it in 60 seconds or 120 seconds for that. So, yeah. So the cool thing about that is we have David Meltzer who has his own show called the two minute drill, and he's going to be at our event uh, at Podmax this Friday. And it's going to be really fun. He's, we did a little bit, we had a little taste, a little bit of the flavor last event, and now we're doing it full on and we're going to bring our tribe to come in and pitch their business for two minutes and Mm -hmm. hopefully get on his show. Yeah, now the trap is thinking, oh no, pitch, no, I'm not looking for investors or I'm not looking Mm. for money or I'm not looking for financing or anything like that. But really there are so many more benefits to understanding how to pitch your product, your service, your business, your brand, because it's all about how you sell your service, how you sell yourself to anybody, not investors if that's not your thing. Uh, So there is just so much as we're learning because we're going through the exercise ourselves. Uh, right here and now these days, always looking at PodMax as not only the event, but really what does PodMax stand for? What are we doing? And I think we continue to gain more and more clarity, especially through exercises like this. Yeah. And and, and don't we often try to bring tools, exercises, push people into their uncomfortable mm. zones whenever yes. you come in? Because that's how we grow as as business owners and entrepreneurs. We have to find, move and run towards the fire and the smoke, because that's probably where you're going to transform into something. You're going to learn, you're going to grow and become something bigger and better than what you were if you didn't move and run towards the flame. So much truth in that statement. You know, I've been living that mantra for a few years now, uh, embracing that fear. And it's something that the more conscious and aware you are of it with the idea that okay whenever it creeps up because it's always going to creep up right it's just a signal in life to give you a little uh signal of what's to come then you have the choice do i go in that direction or do i go in that direction you have to go towards it if you want to grow and uh, become the best you can yeah so we're gonna jump into our segments here right Mm -hmm. with our first one being Pros in the know, <laughs> uh, which sound effects coming very, very soon, by the way. Uh, we're excited about that. So, Josh, have you heard the news about Spotify has just announced that they're going to be launching and testing a paid podcasting tool for the content creators? 
So it's exciting, but I can explain to you yeah. in the audience what the heck that means for, for them and for us. And this is through their Anchor platform specifically? How is Anchor exactly. connected and related to this? Yeah, so what's cool is Spotify is a platform, right? It's a place to find podcasts, very much like iTunes, right? But um, you know, they were very heavy into the music and then now have stepped into the podcasting space to offer that to their to their audience. So now they 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 recently over has it been a year yet purchased Anchor. Anchor was a content creation platform for podcasters to to launch their shows and they they offered a bunch of really cool tool sets so that you can incorporate ads and sponsors all dynamically and you know obviously we are we are fans we we use Anchor and um it's 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 a really strong sort of thing that they've built that's different from a lot of other platforms and Spotify saw that and bought it and now injecting a lot of capital into what Anchor is doing and using it as a creator tool and now with this thing uh paid podcasting and being able to create uh content that is exclusive to your members is is really a cool idea. It's not something brand new. Other people have done it and have tried mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. um, but um, if you think of it uh, this way, you start to build an audience, you start to build a community, then you can now start identifying your biggest fans and your most loyal listeners and give them exclusive content or exclusive, you know, like interviews or uh, bonus episodes or something that uh, it reminds me of that could have been you know, behind a paywall is that the the book, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Uh, highly recommend. If you, a little bonus that they never, they never promote is he has like a two and a half hour interview with Tim Ferriss at the end of the audio book. Mm. So that to me is like exclusive content. Once you, you know, you, you, you've, you've grown to love uh, the, the brand and the person, and then now you're like, oh, wait a minute. There's behind the scenes footage. Everybody loves behind the scenes. Don't we always talk about, uh, yeah. I love SNL, you know, Saturday Night Live when they peel back the curtain and you yeah. see what's going on behind the scenes. What I love about this story is it's no secret in the industry. We know it. We get it. Anchor has a reputation. For better or worse, there are, there's, there's people in the industry that view Anchor unfavorably right wrong for better for worse what have you that's a fact fine but i've had this conversation with eric for over a year now about that even before spotify bought anchor but since spotify bought anchor eric sort of stepped further into the conversation and said you know what i'm willing to ride this out for a little while and continue some of our shows on anchor right and because spotify might do something right i i respect admire appreciate spotify which i do it's a fact right spotify is a great platform nothing wrong with them they're they're respected in the audio space now they're have inched and budged their way right into the podcast space a viable player um so since they bought anchor there's something to be said there uh, come on, Gary Vee is always talking about looking in the long term. Don't look at the here and the now and the short term. Um, let's 
pick up this conversation in six months or a year or two and then see what kind of a player anchor has become or what kind of a reputation they have right because in real time through especially this article spotify is putting injecting very cool things into the anchor platform to sort of help rebrand it or offer some more needed and cool services to the industry so there's really something to be said there yeah there's something always um inherently you know challenging for for anyone new into a space right because as as we were talking earlier josh uh, the podcast industry has been around for a long time and there are podcasters that have been doing it for you know a dozen years or more and of course they're accustomed to the libsins you know the 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 blueberries all the platforms that have been around from the beginning so they trust mm. those brands and those mm. platforms but with age and legacy you sort of don't you you, you get you rest on your lo your laurels and you don't think outside of yourself and bring in new tool sets and sort of innovate because you're so accustomed to where you are and you're comfortable in that space so what happens with those legacy sort of platforms and podcasters that have been doing it whenever there's a new kid on the block like, screw them let's point at all the bad stuff hey i i hear that my rss feed uh, i won't own my show and there's all these things that people try to like you said be or, or, uh, you know earlier it's all been debunked you know there are all these things that people are saying are bad 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 about this platform uh, proved to not be true or they've pivoted and they've corrected and they've fixed things. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, if, if Spotify trusts in building onto anchor, then I trust Spotify's decision <laughs> because I view them as way smarter than me. So then I'm going to like you said, wait it out and see what they're going to do and what they're going to build. Yeah, I do also just want to reiterate, it is not lost on us, the reputation that Anchor has. And some of the things like it's a, at its base, it's a free platform where you can go and host your podcast for free. So by definition, that attracts a lot of hobbyists, a lot of one-offs, a lot of people who really don't get far. So fine, I understand that they're in the playground. So again, all that to just say, uh, some of the quote unquote issues or the reputation of Anchor is not currently lost. But I think what we're saying is we're willing to continue to ride it out with an open mind and see what happens while understanding that the captivates out there are fantastic the lipsins are wonderful the blueberries like you said brilliant we get it yeah but but then there are inherent challenges in the blueberries the lipsins the buzz sprouts where you don't have the capital of a corporation behind mm. you that's helping you to to deflect anything that's negative or or to to prevent anything bad from happening for example if you're paying attention buzzsprout has had a breach and has been hacked and i think there's still it's been probably days if not yeah yeah they're still ironing it out they weren't able to fix it overnight so what does that mean for people who who, who use the platform well you can't post your shows you can't create you, you you there's a delay on everything that you're doing because the platform you were using doesn't have the support it needs and they can't what what is the term that's called how did they how were they hacked ddos attack yeah ddos where they basically can you explain that to the audience what happened 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it's basically a hacker with malicious intent who drives a lot of traffic to the website uh, in order to overload it and tear it down. The example I heard was that if um, if a lot of people congregated and um, uh, created an intentional traffic jam to prevent people from getting to their destination, same kind of analogy. One person is able to drive uh, artificial traffic to a website to overload and bog down the server, thus taking it offline and screwing everything up. And then you have to work how to how to unravel all that. Yeah, unravel it or pay the ransom that they're asking. Oh, I know. It was blackmail, right? right? It's blackmail, basically. These hackers are saying, hey, uh, Buzzsprout, come, you know, come write us a, you know, a half a million dollar, a million dollar check and we'll stop the onslaught, Hmm. you know, and, and, and Buzzsprout, you know, made uh, an official announcement that said, we are not paying you the money you're asking for because we know you're only going to do this again to other people with the money yeah. because <laughs> now you can hire other hackers and start using for you know the the money for malicious intent but yeah so anyway my point is if that happened to a spotify and i'm not saying they're impervious they, they oh no they, everyone is Big vulnerable sites. yes yes but yes. i am sure spotify has the ability and the capital and the teams to rectify situations like that sooner than a buzzsprout which is a much smaller company and and, and you know i i have complete faith that buzzsprout will come out on top and they'll figure things out and they'll get bigger and stronger. We're actually, um, you know, closely connected to the founder of Buzzsprout uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, which we're hoping to have conversations about everything that's happened soon. Uh, But yeah, it's, 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 it's something worth talking about and thinking about when you do host your shows and your, your, the platforms that you're choosing. Before we move on, and I know we're uh, under the wire in time here to get to our second segment, and we will. Um, I just wanted to. Um, I I was following the Twitter thread on uh, a, a few days ago about this attack, and there was just something really classy that I saw. Podbean, who's another hosting uh, platform respected in the industry, so um, Buzzsprout was, you know, doing their their absolute best. Really, um, I mean, if you wanted to go back and see an education in customer support and how to take ownership and responsibility, they they really nailed that aspect, which you'd never want to be in that position. But during that, and this is, you're always going to get this. One of their customers on Twitter replied and said, oh, well, now I'm now I feel like I have to just jump ship and I'm going to go over to Podbean. Right. And they tagged Mm. Podbean. So what did Podbean now classily do? Mm. They responded and said, wait a minute, this is not a reason to Mm. jump ship. Stick with Buzzsprout. Mm. We are certain that our friends and colleagues are going to figure this out continue on with them. I was like, that's a classy move, Podbean. Very yeah. well played. <laughs> they came to the rescue and said, no, 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 no. Don't jump ship because of this. Ride it out. We have faith in Buzzsprout. That's unity like I've ever seen. Try that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Our bro in the know, uh, Todd, mentioned here that Lindsay Padilla uses Hello Audio, which is a tool for giving exclusive audio content to your members, but in a regular podcast player. So that's cool. Thanks for sharing that, Todd. And you'll be hearing from Todd shortly on yep. the On Air Brands podcast. Uh, he's going to be bringing a ton of value, so I can't wait to hear what he has to share. All right. Yeah, so what do we have next, brother? Pilfer. It is. Yeah, what is it? 
build it, and they will come. Uh, so in this one, we want to talk about what we did yesterday at the time of this recording, which was our PodMax pre-event training on the Tuesday prior to the Friday's event. It seems like you you had set this early on. You always put the PodMax events on a Friday, Eric, and we just stuck with that, right? It always makes complete yeah. sense. We have found that it's a double win because there's so much great uh, uh, info and stuff that, that you're in, engaged with that you sort of need the weekend to just mm. process it all and turn off yeah. and unwind and, and go forward. Uh, but the Tuesday before that Friday, we have our pre-event training, which is a 90 minute virtual session for the attendees with Eric and me to work with them in small groups and one-on-one -on -one, helping them really uh, um, uh, formulate their message. So they gain the confidence. And by the time Friday rolls around, they're mastering those interviews. They're coming along with the confidence and feeling as polished as they need to be. So we had it the, we had it yesterday and we just wanted to highlight some of the values and benefits of, you know, call it group coaching or training or education in this craft, especially. I always say that I love this industry because there's so much to learn. It's all a learnable skill, no matter what side of the mic you're on. Yeah, and and it never surprises me uh, the level of of people that come through, right? Mm. Who are super successful in their businesses, um, have been on multiple shows. And still come uh, w with the the respect and admiration for what we do because they say, wow, I am learning a ton from what you guys are sharing here, not only from me and from Josh, but from the other oh. members that are coming into the room who we are sharing their stories and giving live feedback to. So there's something about group coaching and, and, and Todd can expand on this when he comes in because, you know, he explained it really well. Uh, the benefits of group coaching and, and, and coming into a room where, you know, there are people that are, are, are providing, you know, strategies and tips behind whatever type of, you know, uh, business that you're trying to accomplish. But then you hear the conversations being had between two people and you're learning from what they're doing. You're learning uh, because maybe they're in a different stage in their business. Now you know what to expect when you mm. reach that level. Or, you know, this just it just gives you all these different angles to see things from. So yeah, Todd can mm. expand on it later, but it's it's, yeah. it's such a good uh, place to be when, when we do those things. It comes down to, we don't know what we don't know. And uh, I heard Todd um, earlier in our, um, in our production meeting prior to this episode, Todd used that phrase. And I've also been using that phrase as I continually and always get a, a reintroduction to what PodMax is, right? We've been, we've been doing it for over a year and you know the routine, Eric, right? In the beginning, it was quote unquote, just this one day virtual magnificent event and then eventually we were like, wait a minute, it's so much more than this event. That's the least of it. It's transformational. It's training and education. And we continue to this day, keep a, keep a close eye and a pulse on 
what is PodMax, not only as the event, but as the experience at all the touch points, what are we actually providing? And, and we get it. It's this full A to Z training and education ground to help you master the art of appearing as a guest on podcasts. And we help you with every aspect of that, the technical to the technique and beyond. And we're always reevaluating how do we position what we do? What is it that we do? And in that regard, I've also used the phrase, sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. And you have to step in to a training ground to experience that with people at different levels who are maybe two, three steps ahead of you. And you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that that was something I needed to know. And it just opens your eyes. Yeah, what, what, we, what we realized is the folks that come through need to to play around right they need a safe oh, place to test yes. things yes. so even though you may be a guest on multiple shows constantly when do you get that chance yeah that's not really the time you want to play around right you want to be able to test and, and, and get feedback from people because when you guest on a show, that's it. It's in the books. And then <laughs> yeah. now you can share it with your friends and family. Go, how did I do? But you know, like, Hey man, you kind of, uh, you ummed and odd a lot. Oh yeah. Well, I was trying out something new. Well, <laughs> yeah. probably not the time or the place. Right. So PodMax we find is a really cool place to come in. You know, it's a safe place to sort of test drive some things and the shows are open. They're all of the same sort of ilk and mentality, and they all want to help you grow, and they want to grow, and they 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 want to foster sort of that in you because they're doing it themselves. As opposed to when you go on shows, you're not often having the conversations with the podcast hosts on, you know, oh, what do I do here? What do I do there? Whereas we in PodMax have created that environment so mm. that people can 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 figure things out along the way. I'm so glad you brought that up because I heard that at least twice yesterday uh, and I've heard it in the past, like you just said, where in the through our training and education, that's the place and people were like, oh, this was this was the very first time that I've actually said that or I've used that phrase, mm, or yes. I told that story. I wanted to yeah. try it out. I, I I had something written down, but as I was listening to you, I made some quick notes and adjustments as you were teaching somebody else and something came to me. So I just wanted to get that in. And I'm like, well, it sounded fantastic. So yeah. make sure to really now work that path because that's a great phrase. It resonates. And then we get feedback. One of the things I started doing, um, so, so what happens in the pre-event is uh, Eric and I, um, uh, engage all the attendees for the first portion. And then we split up into two different breakout rooms with the attendees. I'm leading one, Eric's leading the other. And then one by one in those groups, we're allowing you to step up, share your story. The thing we do is, um, get you to really master that opening. So tell us about yourself. What are you going to say for that minute or two? Whether you're asked that question for better or worse or not is, is, is irrelevant for this, but just to really nail that opening, whatever it is. Um, so what I started doing, Eric, yesterday um, was I, I, I did the, so, so tell us about yourself. And Sally went, let's say, and I took my notes and I was listening. Before I gave any feedback, I turned to the group and I said, Jeff, off the top of your head, give me the one thing right now that stands out, wow. that resonates. 
And he's like, yo, well, I like the way that she was talking about. She went to Harvard and she got that master's degree. I mean, that's really important. Yes, I'm doing my best, Jeff. Ben. We <laughs> love you, good. Jeff. I know. So it good. just came out, right? I... <laughs> but not... that's what <laughs> happens. What I love about yeah. that is the community. He keeps coming back and we uh, got to know Jeff and ben. love him really yeah. well. You know, I've actually hung out with him. Uh, so it's good. That's right. We love you, Jeff. But not to miss the point, I was like, Jeff, what resonates most? And he pointed out. And then I said, Katie, what same same question? What stuck and resonates most now? And and I just sort of discovered that little training technique in real time there. And I'm like, and then Katie's like, oh, I love the part. It makes so much sense to me as a woman. I really, so then I go to Sally and I'm like, okay, Sally, you, you see that? The two things right there, there, there are two things that stand out. Uh, and I agree. And then, and then we sort of, I'm like, so, so make sure. So it's just like feedback, not just from yeah. me, but from a listener, like what you just heard, Jeff or Katie or anybody else in the training room, what, what's the biggest thing you got from that? What's the strong, how great mm. feedback. I'd love, I would love it, that. Can you imagine this? And I, I want to take the audience on a quick trip uh, of imagination here. I'll right? go there with come, you. Yeah. Come with me to imagination land. So I, um, Everybody who is a business owner, entrepreneur wants to hit the TEDx stage. So can you imagine you're accomplishing that dream? They've said, yes, you can stand on our stage and do your thing. And you know that what that's going to do for you and your brand. But imagine you have a team of people days prior to the event sitting in the audience, listening to your dry run of your talk mm. and then giving you on the spot feedback so that when you do step on stage, you kill it. You absolutely crush your TEDx talk because you had a team of people, professionals that are like, you know, taking notes and giving you feedback and saying, this is what I loved and you did this amazing and this you should pull back. So that's what this basically is. We're preparing people to get on the stage here at PodMax and speak on all these wonderful podcasts and speak to all these communities they don't normally wouldn't have access to. It's just mind blowing to think because really yeah. no one's doing this. Ah, uh, we got to move on yes. to seg seg segment. Go ahead. Yeah, your your favorite uh, segment. I think it's your favorite. But, uh, no, yeah. it's 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 actually become your favorite, and you're projecting. <laughs> you're projecting. I, okay, I'm projecting because I get an opportunity to go. Have you ever? And I'm not right. going to explain where that comes from. But yeah, have you ever? Right. I love every week we say it, and we're like, we're not going to talk about it at go all. Go to episode right. one, two, and three. Yeah, four, <laughs> five, and six. I think. Uh, what, what episode is this? Eight. Have you uh, ever, Josh? It's called Have You Ever? This is where uh, on either side of the mic, we bring a point or a scenario and discuss it. In this episode, it's have you ever, as a host, have you ever interviewed a hero, a celebrity, somebody that you greatly look up to and felt a little starstruck? What do you do? The reason this came up is because this Friday is, you know, our 11th PodMax event. And one of the attendees coming through is Fergie Philippe. Fergie Philippe is a Broadway star. He's currently, and I say currently, you know, barring the, the whole COVID deal, he's playing James Madison in Hamilton. How darn cool is that? Right after my own heart, right? I come from the acting and film world, 15 years. Uh, I adore Broadway. 
I get it. I've done my fair share of musicals. Maybe another interview altogether. Uh, so, you know, I'm a huge fan, and I know you are too, Eric. Uh, but I, I I adore, I'm connected to, I admire, I appreciate. I lived in that world for so long. So Broadway is my jam, right? So when I, when I realized there's something called the Broadway Podcast Network, I was like, what? Two of my absolute loves coming together. This is great. Uh, we, uh, we met with the founders, and some of those people are now coming through the event, which is fantastic. Fergie Philippe. So I was just thinking, I'm not interviewing him, but I was like, man, if I was, how do I have to keep myself in check? How do I make sure I don't become you know, too much of a gawking fan? How do I remain on a same level and not just, ah, right? Yeah. Has that ever happened to you ever? Yeah, absolutely. What do you um, do? Well, the redefinition of a fan, right? I, I love to highlight that because 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 the original term is coming from fanatical, right? Someone who's frothing at the mouth, or you know that that black and white. I think it was black and white. The Beatles and the girls are passing out in the <laughs> in the audience. You know, that's those are fans of that era and mm. what people come to associate that term with. But now in the new age, with social and everyone becoming a thought leader and standing on stages. We now use that word as respect. I admire, respect, and love what you're putting out there. Fine. I see the work. Mm -hmm. I love it and I understand it and, and, mm -hmm. and I support it. So when I come that way as a fan of love and respect, that's where I try to stay in. But then th we, there is a line where you start to cross into the fanatical side of things and yes i've had uh some 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 big names on my show you know you know i've interviewed uh randy zuckerberg who who helped you know to to create facebook into what it is today and then also um i've had james altercher on my show huge fans of these these folks mm -hmm. and <clears throat> honestly i go in with a plan in my mind there are times maybe where the audience doesn't realize I'm 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 becoming a bit of a fanatical inside, but I try to be self-aware enough to push it down and stay on track, but then also let them lead and let me learn and listen. So that's mm. really where I try to go in. My mission is always what can I extract from this short moment of time with this individual who's brilliant and give it to not just my audience, but to myself. I'm really asking questions that are relevant to my time in life at that moment and what I need to learn and how do I level up getting, because right, it's like one-on-one -on -one coaching with a, with a mentor. Yeah. There's a fine line between going into one of these interviews with a celebrity of any sort, somebody that you greatly look up to and admire, no doubt, and a difference between, oh my God, Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I'm not worthy. I can't imagine. I honor so pre. It's like, okay, calm down. Yeah. Right. Like you as well. Right. Like there's something to be said for like, very, very excited to be interviewing you. I, I really appreciate this opportunity. Let's get right into it. Now your piece they want you to be aligned. They don't want, oh, I'm better than you, or I know you're a fan and looking up. No, you. I think in order to serve your audience, you have to show up on equal playing ground, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up. You know, presenting yourself on level ground. Now, how do I do that with an altercher who is a multimillionaire, 
you know, three times over, right? Lost it all, made it back, you know, went down to $247 and then made it back. You know, that that's not human, right? Like he's at another level, but what did I do? Like you said, I spoke on equal ground, try to level the playing field, let him know that I am confident in what I'm doing and I'm going to bring my best so that he can, you know, he could, he could share his best. So I, you know, it's funny when you have high level guests, they're so good at what they do as a host, you can almost just sit back and, and, and engage the cruise control. Uh, yes, that is too easy. I don't recommend doing that, but they're, they are that good. But what you should and could do is like Josh said, squash it down. Let it make, make them know, let them know that, you know, Hey, you're confident because it does come off as, you know, Hey, I'm, you can you could say you're a huge fan and, and and highlight some of the things and reasons why so that they'll appreciate that. But yeah, you 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 you. But you then leave it at to, that. Exactly, exactly. Leave it exactly. at that. And I'm and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of this. I'm sure I've done it. I'm sure if I go back and listen, it's probably embarrassing. But uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely a good situation to be in, no doubt. That's good. So there's yeah. your have you ever. Yeah. Good All right. Stuff. Good stuff. So let's recap what we've learned so far in this episode. Pro in the know. We did talk about Spotify launching or actually beta testing a paid podcast uh, tool for content creators. And what that does for us is, hey, keep bringing it. Keep creating these tools because I'm not creating these tools. I want these companies to continue test driving and investing in tools that may or may not work uh, so that we as content creators can begin to leverage and grow our businesses. Because if you're doing it right, you're building a community and a bunch of people that love and adore you and will potentially buy anything that you put out there. And if these guys are creating tools and tool sets for us to leverage, that's that's a win for the podcast industry. Mm hmm. And then in build it and they will come. We spoke about the, the benefit of training, education, growth, coaching, being yeah. open to improvement on every level. It's tenfold because you really don't know what you don't know until you step right into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the power of group coaching, which I want Todd to expand on as he comes in here, because there's so many benefits, you know, one-on-one -on -one is great too, but there's a different dynamic when it comes to group coaching, which I love. Mm-hmm. And then have you ever, what did we talk about? We spoke about, have you ever interviewed one of your heroes, uh, celebrities, and had to figure out how you deal with uh, not being too starstruck? What has to change? What do you have to be very aware of? How does your technique need to be adjusted? Yeah, yeah. Preparation is key when it comes to those situations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Good. that's it for us, folks. Thanks for always tuning in and liking and subscribing and sharing with a friend or two. We greatly appreciate that. And always check out podmax.co to see when the next event is. We're super excited to have Amanda Holmes coming uh, from the Chet Holmes International fame and the ultimate sales machine, uh, best-selling top 10 business book of all time. And also David Meltzer from Sports One Media. And we all know and love David Meltzer with Two Minute Drill. He's going to be bringing us a slice of that to the Podmax event. So we're super Can't excited. Beat it. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's bring the new host of the On Air Brands live show coming up in uh, the 12 o'clock Eastern hour live on Facebook and then brought to you on all the podcast platforms. It's Todd Giannatasio right now telling us what we can expect in that episode. Coming What's up. going on, gentlemen? Yo, yo, yo. 
So I got to say, I'll, I'll touch on the group coaching thing, but also this uh, celebrity issue, mm-hmm. right? So uh, funny, funny kind of story. My uncle owns an event planning company um, in New York and for Broadway. And so for oh. uh, d- almost 20 years, I, I'd have to think about the years. But when I was in college, he was I was at the Tony Awards after parties like he ran all those official Broadway parties. So Love any it. new shows that launched any new any shows that wrapped at the end of the season. Great. If the stars had like I think we did Hugh Jackman's birthday party one year, like all stuff like that. And he would pay me and my college buddies like a hundred bucks for a whole day of like doing grunt work all day long, moving boxes and all that setting up. And then, you know, showering, putting on tuxes to be little greeters and stuff around the room. But you were thrilled. <laughs> the reason that we were always like the guys that got called was because we didn't know who any of these Broadway oh. stars were, right? So like literally we're standing shoulder to shoulder with the star <laughs> of who knows whatever show, but we're clueless. So yeah. there was zero, there was ever zero risk of there being an employee on staff who was like starstruck and like, you know, right. bum Which you don't stage. want, right. And we're like, we have no, and like, you know, so I'd be BSing with somebody as they're getting a drink and then they leave. And then, you know, one of my uncle or like one of the like real staff members come over and they, you know who that, that was the star of the show. I'm like the star Great. of what show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. We just exchanged numbers. Is that right. a big deal? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like the star of wicked. You don't yeah. know the star of wicked. Look, we did. Like we did. I know. Did you don't think parties, I know that? You know? Of like, course you did. <laughs> um, so that, that was, that was always uh cool and, and an easy way to, uh, for him to mitigate the risk of star struck employees yeah. you get people who are clueless that's all. <laughs> like you todd you don't right, strike exactly. me as i yeah, I, I could have predicted this story yeah. like <laughs> like i don't know who any of the broadway stars are. yeah okay zero. I get like <clears throat> so um but the, the group coaching thing i think is such an awesome awesome way for people to learn and engage and, and go through personal and professional development that i think if you've never done it before you might brush it off like, oh, well, if I'm paying someone or if I'm paying for something, I, I want to have one-on-one help, right? Because that mm-hmm. seems like, it seems like that's the higher tier of service. Mm. But in reality, what you get in a group scenario is so much more, but put aside all the great community networking connections and, and camaraderie and all that kind of great stuff, opportunities that come from those connections, that's all great. But what happens is two things. One, when you're in learning mode, you're going into this situation as a student, right? You don't know what you don't know yet. And so you don't know what questions to ask. And as you see other people asking questions, you're like, oh man, that is, thank God I heard them talk about this because I had no clue that existed, right? Like Mm -hmm. those kind of things come up all the time. And then the second part that's really huge is when you're in a group where there's people who are a little bit ahead of you and you hear them talking about what they're encountering now, And it's not super relevant to you in the moment, but in two months or six months or five years, when you get to that stage and you encounter that moment, it's not a blank slate where you're like, what is this? I had no idea this was going to happen. You have a little bit of familiarity, at least with the topic and some context. You're like, ooh, I remember this coming up. You're not as frightened when it's like out of the blue blindsided, Mm. right? So those are two huge, huge benefits to group coaching, which, you know, I really could go on and debate about group versus one-on-one because there's major pros Mm. to having group, being a part of a group coaching program and community versus just Mm. being siloed one-on-one and you ask your questions and they get answered. But are you asking the right questions? Like, who? you know, you don't know. 
Um, yeah. One thing I want to highlight what you said there, Todd, is when you when you do group coaching too, you know, it's it's very much pretty much a mastermind where now yeah. that person, that individual that was you know six months to two years ahead of you, when you reach that level, you can now tap into that person who is now leveled up themselves, and they're right. like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened, and and then everything else that happened afterwards. So yep. it's like you just expanded your network of people that you know. Totally, all their superpowers, and you have more people to tap into when when the the issues arise like that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a. And I'll be I'll be quick, but the there's this huge issue going on in the online world right now with this whole one ex one chapter ahead expert, quote unquote. Ah, uh, yeah. And it, it came about mm. from you know Russell Brunson, <laughs> and and he's look, uh, I think stop. he no. does great stuff, but. He talks about, well, if you want to, you know, you just have to be one chapter ahead in order to be able to teach other people stuff. That's not true because if you're one step ahead of someone in a maze and you're like, oh yeah, we're cruising along, we're going fine. Then you're like, oh crap, you just wrong turn, right? Wrong turn. Now we backtrack. We've everybody issues up, but now you're all bumped each other like a bunch of lemmings in the cave and it's like oh everybody turn back. Sorry, we just wasted two months doing that stuff and I didn't realize there was a blind spot coming. But like you just said, Eric, when you're around the people who've been more advanced, it's not just what's the next step, because there's always a lot of options for your next step. But what does that mean for your five steps ahead? And when you have the people that are down the road like that in the community, you can, you, you know, you avoid those kind of situations. So what's Good. coming up at uh, <laughs> the next hour? Yes. Yeah, so as uh, three professionals here who have been doing this for a very long time, we have great insights to all the perspective and you can learn everything you need to know from us. But <laughs> um, but what we are talking today is something super cool. It is what I think might be the best content marketing strategy going on right now. And no one is talking about it. And so what we're going to be bringing wow. to the table today and breaking down step by step is what we're going to call the recast strategy. And so if you're tuning in here, you probably have a show or you guest on a lot of shows or you want to have a show, but can you have a podcast without actually having a podcast? You can. And we're going to teach you how to do it on today's episode of On Air Brands. What episode number if someone's listening to Podmax? Episode I think that's four, a, I believe. It will be episode four of season, season two. two. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. And check that out on airbrands.com slash show. You'll get the whole feed, whole feed in there. And if yeah. that wasn't an amazing professional Hollywood style <laughs> teaser, I don't know what is. It's yeah, like I you gave wait. just enough. You said we're going to tell you how. The only thing I thought you were going to do was leave us um, guessing as to what the technique was. But you even mm, said yeah, the recast. Yeah. The recast, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you gave that away. But then you mm -hmm, said, hey, mm -hmm. we're going to show you how to do that's, it. Coming up. right. Next hour. Awesome. That's right. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, mean to do that. I just, <laughs> but yeah, folks, thanks for tuning in. Definitely check out check out Todd's show on Air Brands Live, episode four. Uh, his specifically is everything he referenced here, season two. And yeah, subscribe, like, share this Podmax podcast as well, because you know we're 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 sharing and giving it all to you for nothing, which we love to do. So. Happy to have you here. Hope we added some value in your life today. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Podmax Podcast.